Hey guys, this is Sarah from Engage Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast today. Subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes so you'll get sermons as we upload them. We would love for you to leave comments and like our podcasts in iTunes as well. If you have any more questions or want more info about Engage Church, check out our website at engagechurchdeluth.com. Enjoy. Is that life is full of ups and downs. Okay, I mean, like you have mountaintops and you have valleys, and sometimes it feels like we're on the downward more than we're on the upward, you know, on the mountaintop. And so uh, Jesus also said that if we want to go biblical, he said in this life you'll have trouble. But take heart that he overcame this world. And so he's just promising that we're going to run into things. And so it really, what he's saying, even the last words that Jesus say in the Bible is, I'm coming soon. There's an urgency to like live your life with purpose and live your life with intentionality. And so that's really uh, part of what this is, is part of your preparation. And so we're going to talk about prayer today. 2017, we claimed as the year of prayer at Engage Church. Now, that doesn't mean that we only think in 2017 that we pray. We just realize that God wants to do something, is doing something, and we want to wrap that around prayer. We want to learn how to pray. We want to make it a priority. We want to make it a focus in our lives because we believe prayer changes us. And so that's where we're going to kind of begin today. As we've gotten into this, and we've been doing this since, I don't know, January, um, we have had some intense prayers that we've been praying. Search me. Oh Lord, and let me know if there's anything offensive about me so I can change. I mean, that's a pretty intense prayer, right? That's not so much like a praying for grandma's bunions, right? I mean, that's intense. That'll change you. And so, um, yeah, bunions, they're a real thing. I don't know, my grandma had them. Anyhow, so then we, we prayed, um, break me, Lord. And boy, that was, uh, whew, I was, uh, I'm glad I did that, but I'm glad I'm on this side of it, because that one destroyed me, personally. But break me, Lord, like, just, just break me of all my experience, break me of what I think I know, and change me into who you want me to be. These are intense prayers. And I think the best way to sum up these prayers is actually, I, I have a video, and I want you guys to read it, because we just get goofy about prayers sometimes, and we have some intense stuff, kind of something like this, so we'll play that video for you right now. If you'd like to watch the video, go to YouTube and search Tim Hawkins Prayers and watch the first video that comes up in the search. We got to have a little fun in service once in a while, right? So anyhow, that was good stuff. I had to, I had to play that this morning. But um, yeah, so 2017, the year of prayer. And, um, you know, we all can make things larger than they really are. And that's just kind of a funny example to just say, really what prayer is, is just have a conversation with the Lord. You know, just here I am, here you are, we're talking. Uh, nothing threatening. There's, there's no class that you need to take, okay? And so that was just a humorous way to, to tell us that. And so one thing that I will say, though, is that I believe as believers of Jesus Christ, I mean, we believe in a God that created an entire universe that has billions of galaxies that are still expanding as we speak. And, and oftentimes we find ourselves praying these kind of small prayers. And, and God's in the details, believe me. There's some answered prayer um, that I'm just like, wow, Lord, like you've answered that this week. And they were just like, what most people would think is kind of tiny compared to what's going on in the world. But he's in those details. But I think that our, our faith and our belief should be much larger 
okay? When I talk about engaged church to people, I've actually been laughed at at where I believe that the Lord has this. You know, like people are like, oh, whoa, man, like you're really like thinking a big thing. I'm like, well, I'm not really thinking this. This is what I believe that the Lord has, has told us is going to happen. I mean, this city will be transformed by, by a group of people. And not just this church, but local churches combining together. And it's just an amazing thing. And people kind of get laughy like, well, yeah, it's 2017. That's not happening. I, I just want to pray and I want to dream big like that. I, I want to bite off more than I can chew. You know, there hasn't been one moment that I've been in ministry where I haven't been over my head. And I love it because then I have to rely on God for everything. It's not about me. It's about what he's doing. And so anyhow, if we had a question, I just want to, I want to ask this. Like if we had one question, if there was something that you could pray for someone, would it be maybe to draw them closer to Christ? You know, draw them closer. Um, maybe it would be an appreciation of all God's goodness. Like this person kind of believes, but I don't think they're really wrapping their head around, you know, who God is and what he's all about. Maybe it would be to fully understand every good thing. And, and we're going to kind of go this direction today is, is um, one way that I would like to pray, and, and, and it really lines up here with Paul, and this is really interesting as we'll go into it, is that if I, if, when I pray for you guys, I don't pray this specific prayer, but it's along these lines, is that I pray that you guys would be blessed in every way, that, that God would just have favor in your life, in your, in your relationships, in your finances, in, in your uh, attitudes, just all that, just favor in your life, that you'd have blessings. Not that it would go easy all the time, but that God would shape you through that and you'd have favor. I pray that you would also consistently share your faith consistently share your faith. I just pray that there's a group of people that are willing to share their faith. And this is exactly where that question came in on Facebook by multiple people of, like, how do I go about that? And so that's where we're going today. See, when you look at Paul's, thank you, when you look at Paul's um, uh, prayers as he writes in scripture, there's kind of an interesting thing that goes on through there. Number one, Paul was like me, not a very good English guy at all. He just kind of had like run-on sentence after run-on sentence after. He was probably be like a good texer, you know, that kind of thing, LOLs and all that good stuff. But one thing that you'll notice is that he always, you always know when he's kind of getting to the point and hammering in the point because he says, I want this to happen so that, you know, so that. And, and he explains why. And so I just love that because Paul prayed big for people. He prayed big and he prayed um, specifically. There was reason behind what he was praying. That's really what we're going to get into. A little bit of a backstory here today <coughs> is that he actually wrote this letter to uh, Philemon. And um, this letter is very interesting in Scripture because it's really the only scripture or the only letter that you find in Scripture that Paul wrote that was specifically to like an individual person. Like I'm talking to you. It's not to like a, a church body or anything. And so this was very personal, um, very interesting. And Philemon and I can't stand the names of the Bible sometimes. I'm just telling you right now. They're just long and interesting. But anyhow, did I say that out loud? Because I was I was meaning to think that, but. Um, Anyhow, so this guy, was a, he was a wealthy guy, and he actually had like a life group or a grow group in his house. Like he hosted a church kind of service, not so much like what we're thinking, but a group of people. And another interesting thing around this time is that in this time, people had slaves, 
okay? And it wasn't probably like where our mind goes with slaves, but it was just kind of a way of life. Like there was, it was, the, it was what you did and, and what you had. And so this man was wealthy and he had slaves. And the interesting part about that, why I bring that up, is one of his slaves actually escaped. So I guess it couldn't have been all that great. Um, actually escapes and he runs off to Rome and he ends up meeting Paul. And, and Paul and Philemon here are, are friends. And so Paul actually, um, this slave comes and meets Paul, and Paul starts sharing his faith, and, his, and the slave was transformed. And I'm sorry, I don't have a name, or else I'm just call him slave. But was transformed, and, and Paul was writing back to Philemon to tell him, hey, I'm going to send this guy back to you, and you need to embrace him as a brother of Christ because that's who he is. He's no longer a slave. Like, you need to really accept this man. He's had a life change, and you need to continue on uh, sharing your faith with him and, and helping him grow. And that's really where we pick up here in this passage, Paul kind of sharing this. It's, it's very interesting. So we're going to look in Philemon uh, 1, 4 through 6. It says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. So all the believers. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Very interesting. So that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Why do you think Paul prayed for his close friend like that? Why do you think? I mean, you, you actually hear it. I mean, he's very, he's very direct here. I mean, there's no really, like, we don't really have to be, like, scholars to figure this out. It's right after that, so that. It's right after that, so that. He was praying this prayer. He wanted, he wanted him to be sharing his faith consistently so that he would have full understanding of every good thing we have in Jesus. We're going somewhere here. Just follow me. This is really good stuff. Paul might have sensed as he was writing this letter and as he was praying, I mean, he was having conversation with this gentleman that was uh, converted and was a slave. And he might have had this sense that his friend Phil, uh, Philemon, there we go, was maybe struggling with sharing his faith or, or having those types of conversations. And so he wanted to, to uh, 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 really um, uh, encourage him to do that. Because Paul understood that one of the biggest dangers, one of the biggest dangers in our Christian walk, no matter where we're at, if we're just stepping out of the boat and saying, I think that Jesus is definitely who he said he was. I believe he died on the cross. I don't know where to, where to go from there. That's about all I am. Whether you're there, whether you're just kind of creeping up on that idea and saying, I'm still kind of weighing out. No matter where we're at, he understood that one of the biggest danger, dangers was that we would start to look inwardly and we would be focused on ourselves. that we would have this self-centered Christianity that it's, it's all about me and it's all about what does Jesus have to offer me? What does this local church have to offer me? Do, you know, it was this self-centered Christianity and then that became judgmental and critical and fear-driven. And I will tell you this, fear is only led by the enemy. Fear is only led by the enemy. So we go into a dangerous place, even as believers, we can end up there. And Paul understood that, man, there's a remedy for that. There's a, there's a way that you can, you can hold yourself off from, from fading away in that way and thinking that you're really serving the Lord. 
I mean, come on, guys, let's just be honest here. We're, we're, in, we're in church, and we kind of uh, don't, obviously don't take ourselves so serious, but let's get a little serious for a minute. For those of us that are believers, I mean, we've experienced this in churches before, where we just see these people that, that kind of have this attitude of like, you know, watch out for them. It, it's messy out there. And, you know, their, their kids are coming into the uh, kids' factory, and it's like, well, I want my kids to stay away from there because their kids watch SpongeBob, and that's like a little bit crazy, you know, cray-cray, as some of the young people would say in here. Uh, is that still a cool little thing? Or, you know, we'll talk about that later. But, so, so we've all seen this. It's kind of that, there's that fear of like, well, secular music, though, I, I, I don't know. And we start to really kind of get judgmental. We start to get really critical, and it puts us in this, like, fundamental legalistic mindset of where we're just kind of like weighing all this these things instead of just just really loving Christ and and opening up our hearts and 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 we're just really keeping people at an arm's length you can see how that starts to be a community that cannot reach anybody that doesn't know Jesus because as we put up those judgments as we start to build that critical wall that's exactly what happens. It puts a wall from us to other people, and we start to forearm shimmy them out the door and push them away, and we never see them be transformed by Jesus Christ. Paul understood this. And the last thing that Jesus said as he was ascending into heaven, I understand not everybody in here might know this, but it was certainly not believers Go into your homes and hide and wait for me to come out and, and you're going to see things in the world. He said things like that we are, we are in this world, we're not of this world. I understand that we don't need to conform to this world. That's not what I'm preaching here or, or even the, what I'm suggesting. But he didn't say go into your homes and hide. He said go into all the nations and bring me with you. Be the light that they see. Don't fear the darkness, because even with a, a little mustard seed of light in the darkness, that will, that will always shine. Darkness cannot shut out light. You have that light when you have me. So therefore, go and tell people about me. Bring me with you. Jesus understood and taught it very well that we are to share our faith. So the question would be, why don't we share our faith? And this is kind of where we're going here today, but <clears throat> some of us, to be honest with you, we've forgotten the importance. Okay, and I, I know I'm a little bit directed at believers today. We got to go here. We got to grow, right? So some of us, we've just kind of forgotten the importance. Listen, this isn't a slap on the wrist here this morning, right? Conviction is not to meant to hold us down. It's meant to free us so we can turn away and move towards something better. So you're in a great spot this morning, right? I mean, if you're dealing with this, don't feel like someone's pointing fingers. We all struggle with this kind of stuff. But we got to grow and we got to learn. We got to go somewhere, right? Like, we're here to advance an army for the name of Jesus in Duluth, right? We're not here to stay stagnant in the same. We're here to blossom into something new no matter where we're at. And that's what this is here today. I'm going off on like a lot of little side things, a little fired up this morning. Um, so we've forgotten the importance. Or, or maybe we're just actually, we have gotten to that point, what Paul talks about, and we're starting to fear, we're letting fear lead us, and we're fearing being rejected by people we might share our faith with. And that holds us back. And that fear is real. That fear is real and it's understandable, but we can't stay there. See, Jesus loves us right where we're at, but he doesn't want to leave us where we're at. 
Sometimes we gotta, we got to play a part in pushing through that. We're going to talk about how here in a minute. Sometimes, honestly, man, I hate to say this, but it can just flat out be a little bit of selfishness. We just kind of want to hold it all to ourselves, And some of us just, we're, we're pretty humble about it. We want to, but we just don't feel qualified. You know, we don't feel like we know what we should know. And then others, like we saw on Facebook, they're just kind of like, I don't know how. I don't know how. And I get that. A lot of us end up in a spot where we say, you know, if I had more understanding, then I would share. If I had more understanding, then I would just share. But we continue to go years and years and months and months and weeks and weeks and days and days without doing that. And so is it really about that? See, what Paul understood in this is he understood, and what I want to talk about for the rest of the time here, is that, listen to this, our question is, or our concern is that when I have understanding, I will share. What Paul understood is that when you share, you start to gain understanding. That's how that flips over. When you share is when you'll gain understanding. And what I mean by that is, I think of everything in circles. I wish I had a whiteboard up here. It'd be a whole lot easier. This is the way my mind works. But let's just go back to the garden, back to the beginning of time, right? Adam and Eve are in there. There's animals running around. Everything's in perfect harmony. So you have God, and then we have our, we have our relationship with God. We keep coming around. We have our relationship with ourselves. how we view ourselves. We keep coming around. We have a relationship with others, right? How Adam and Eve responded to each other. And we have our relationship with God's creation outside of ourselves, the world, we'll call it. At that time, it was like the garden, the animals, all this stuff. And then it comes back around to God. And this thing was in harmony. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. And then, doggone it, Adam and Eve, you just had to go screwed up for all of us. No. Um, so, so that's what happened. Then sin came into the world. And it broke everything. It shattered everything. It shattered our relationship with God. It separated us. It shattered our view of ourselves. And some of us are in that spot right now, right? You can see this. And then it shattered our relationship with others and how we respond to others. And it shattered how we view the world around us and God's creation and how we treat that. And back up and around. And sin had this cycle that was just broken relationship after broken relationship after broken relationship. Now luckily, God sent his son Jesus into the picture where we can regain those relationships, where we can repair those, be redeemed, and, and redemption happens, reconciliation, and all these fun big words, and, and um, it's a good thing. What I want you to understand about sharing your faith is kind of a similar circle, is that when you share, when you share, you move down and you see lives that are impacted. Maybe it's one out of ten that you share with at first, right? You see lives that are impacted, so you start sharing, and you see lives that are impacted. And through those lives that are impacted, you start to gain understanding of what it's really all about to be a follower of Christ. And what it's really all about in that relationship. And then we keep coming around. And now instead of having this inward thing where Paul was talking about the danger when we don't share our faith, we start to have an outward expression towards the word. We're, we're concerned about the ones out here, the 78,300 people in the city limits of Duluth alone that do not know Jesus today. We start to have a, how can we reach out to them? How can we love on them? How can we embrace them? How can we give them a place to belong? How can we look different? How can I love the people that are sitting next to me here? See, as you share, you see lives impacted, your understanding, and now you have this outward approach, and it comes back around to sharing, and you want to share more and more. I mean, this stuff gets addicting. Okay, that's the cycle. We share, 
We see lives impacted. Through that, we gain understanding of what this is really all about. We have this outward approach, and we're right, oh man, as uh, some people would say, cooking with peanut oil right there, you know, spots and wrinkles are coming out of the local church, and we're looking, and we're, we're acting, we're operating the way that we should be, and we're right back around to sharing, and it just keeps going and going. And man, that's a snowball ride I want to be on, amen? I mean, I want to be on that. So here it is, different ways that you can share your faith. Keep that in mind, we'll come back to that. Okay, because oftentimes, uh, I just want to say this, is let's just go on the negative for one minute. So we saw what happens when that wheel's going good. But what happens is we don't share. We don't see lives impacted. We really don't gain a full understanding of what it's all about because we can read and read and read and read and read and read and come to service, come to service. But until you experience this part of sharing your faith and seeing lives impacted, you're not going to fully understand. You're not. And then... Oftentimes, we end up, instead of an outward look on life, we have this inward. Like, this time's all for me. My time with God's all for me. The blessings that I just got rained on me through business or relationships or whatever is all for me. It was not for you. It was meant to be outward. And then we come back, and we just don't share again. And the cycle, really, there is no cycle with that, right? So that's the danger that we're trying to stay up. So different ways that we can share our faith. I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna go fairly fast here. And... and uh, you know, it's just going to go fairly fast. So just kind of follow along with me and, and we'll get through this. But So you can be loving but direct when you share your faith. Paul was a great example of this. You can be loving but direct. You know, Paul said this in Acts 2 to a large group of people. He said, repent, turn away from your sins, be baptized, and go towards Jesus. Repent, turn away from your sins. That means like look on him no more, be baptized, and go for Jesus. That is very direct, but very lovingly done. Now, a way that I was actually, uh, it's, it's almost embarrassing to me, to be honest with you, and I know some of you are there, but, but one of the ways that I was actually taught and, is something that I laugh at now, but I used to dread it, is like, you know, just walking up to a stranger on the side of the road and just like, hey, man, it, you know, if you died tonight, like, do you really know what's happening there? What if you just, like, suddenly died in a car accident? And people are like, what, are you trying to jump me or something? You know, like, it gets scary. I, I, I don't like that. that. That doesn't really turn anybody. In fact, it usually pushes people away. And, um, and there's a reason behind that, because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when you walk up to a stranger and ask them a question like that, it's kind of threatening, and they're like, what's going on here? And so we need to build trust and relationships. So my, my thing here is that, you know, in a, in a setting like this, we can be direct as, as we're preaching. But usually in a one-on-one -on -one situation, the people that you're going to be direct with are the ones that are closest to you. Right? You're not just going to go up to somebody that you saw in the church and you don't really know their under, understand their situation or maybe you saw them on the street and you're just going to say, this is how it is, this, you're doing this wrong. I mean, that's not going to encourage anybody. But we can be loving and we can be direct at times and this is where we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be prepared in prayer, prepared in prayer for these times and the Holy Spirit will lead us in those times. Some of you in here know that I've personally been very direct with you as we've had conversations but I guarantee it's because we've had some trust built first, right? So, you can share your story. You know, there's a, in John, you can, uh, John 9, you can read a story of a blind man from birth, and Jesus touches his eyes, and boom, he sees. It's just an amazing thing. And then all these, like, teachers of the law, and these Pharisees, these people that, like, knew God's laws, and, and knew uh, uh, what he was all about, his character, and all this stuff, they would come up to him, and they say, so what did you do to get that? <laughs> how do we do this? And he's just like, 
I don't know anything about theology. I don't know anything about doctrine. I don't know anything about the way that like an organized service looks or anything like this. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see. That's all I know. Like I couldn't see you and now I can see you. That's all I know. That's sharing your story. Some of us would be, you know, that I was, uh, I smoked weed and I drank whiskey and I shot heroin. And now I don't because Christ did something in me. I have more value. And some of us aren't as extreme as that. We could just say we doubted ourselves. We had low value on ourselves. And and we didn't really feel like we had purpose. But something started to stir in me because of what Jesus has done. And that's all I can tell you. I don't know why this verse says this and this verse says that. All I know is that Jesus changed my life. And there is power in that. Scripture tells us that there's power in our testimony. We can tell our story. We can invite people to a Sunday morning experience, invite them to church. I know you guys hear this a lot, but this is all part of that cycle of sharing your faith, seeing lives changed, having understanding, outward experience, and coming back into that. You can grow your faith by inviting people to a Sunday morning experience. Because their lives are impacted. There's a a story in John 4, a woman at a well. She was a Samaritan, and here comes Jesus, who was a Jewish man. And they weren't supposed to talk to each other, these two, you know, Samaritans and Jews. They weren't supposed to do that. All of a sudden, Jesus just starts talking to her. And she's like, what? And he invites her to listen. And it changed her life. Her life was impacted. Her understanding started to develop. She started to have an outward experience. Because then she goes back and tells everybody, This Jewish man talked to me, and I don't know, this is just wild. It just had this impact that you could not stop. We can invite people to church. See, these are all ways that I I would imagine that we're starting to hear, like, wow, I I can do some of that. It's not as difficult as I thought. There's not really, like, a formula. There's not really, like, a formula. So we can be loving but direct, have some serious conversations if need be. We can share our story, which is, man, is that powerful. I love some of you guys' story. I wish you guys would get it on video because you change the city by your story. It's amazing. You can invite people to church. And the last one that we have is that you can live a life that others will want. And you see this, uh, Paul and Silas, there's a man named Silas, and he kind of comes along and seeing how Paul's living his life, and Silas is just like, you know, I want what you have. Like, what's going on with you? Because it seems awesome. I want to be a part of that. And, and, and Silas just gets changed by that. And so, you know, maybe we have, like, friends that we can, can, we don't have to really change anything. It's just that the way that we live our life. As a pastor, one of my coaches or mentors uh, always told me that the, the best sermon I'll ever preach is my family. And that just means that I need to love my wife and discipline my kids and, and show everybody around that, I, that I'm a loving father and husband. And that's the best sermon that I could ever preach takes a lot of pressure off of Sunday mornings when you think like that. And so uh, we can just live a life. And a lot of you guys are doing this. A lot of you guys are on this path, and I just love it. But living that life, you know, instead of having this, like, oppressed um, um, attitude that, like, the world's against you, realize that, that even though the world might be against you, the one who saved you is for you, and that you can be bubbled up with joy. And that you can rejoice in circumstances that others would just be fearful and broken and scared. And, and you can rejoice. That will impact people around you. They're going to start asking questions of like, I don't, you're crazy, man. Like, you're, you're in over your head with your house, mortgage, and everything. But like, you're just happy as all get out. Well, I'm not happy. I'm joyful because of what Jesus has done in my life. There's a story. 
we're sharing. So the best thing that we can do to start to share our, our faith actively is to pray. Start praying for someone. If you guys would take the time this week to pray this prayer, I guarantee you, now I'm not God, but I guarantee you he will put somebody in front of you. He, he loves reaching people and he wants to use you to do it. This is what he's about. Life change. If you pray this prayer like, Lord, help me actively share my faith. Help me just tell my story. Just put somebody in front of me that I can just tell them my story. Uh, put somebody in front of me that, that I could just invite to church and they'll say yes. Put somebody in front of me that, that just kind of can see the way that I'm living. You know, that guy at work that's just been like kind of like really looking at what's the change in me or a family member, whatever that is. Lord, let that be my sharing of my faith. Because I want to have full, I want to have full understanding of you. Sharing your faith, seeing lives change, having understanding, an outward approach on life and a view on life, and back over to sharing. Man, we got to get on that bandwagon. Would you guys stand with me here this morning? If you can. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the thing about this. When we pray this prayer, and I got a little bit of a challenge here at the end. When we pray this prayer together, I'll tell you right now, there is no amount of finances that is going to change what God's doing. It's not about that. There's no programs that we can start here where all of a sudden people are going to flood in. There's no making this look all cooler or, or getting better sound equipment. I mean, we're going to continue to do those things, but that's not what saves people. This is what makes the church the church. It's people that are willing to share, see lives impacted, be hungry for that, gain understanding, have an outward look on, on people and the world around them, and then just get on fire to do it all over again. Walk towards that. And so what happens when we share our faith like that, when we live like that, is that we actually get to play a part in this divine story that is so much bigger than ourselves. Like, we get to do that. We, we plant a seed in somebody's lives. We, we help them with an idea that God uses to water and blossom and, and bring forward. We get to play a part. We don't get all proud and haughty about that, but we get to do that. That's something bigger than us. You want to talk about having purpose? If you came in here this morning wondering what your purpose is, it's share your faith, invest in other people so you can see lives change, gain some understanding, and have an outward approach on life. You're going to see some massive things happen that you just never even thought. We play a part. Also, our faith grows. We talked about that. How many people in here want their faith to grow? We can raise our hands because that's a good thing, amen, right? We want our faith to grow. That's what we're here for. And the responsibility is on you. It's not the local church's responsibility to grow your faith. Nobody can do that but you. We can create environments and we will continue to do that to where you have opportunity to seek that out. But that's your responsibility. I can't take that upon myself. And then, here's just a great thing, and I love this. I love this, is that we're reminded of what we have in Christ. Because every time I tell the story about my walk and the things that I was broken in, it just reminds me of like, man, that's, that was far away right there. And Christ has done some things in my life, and it, and it builds me up. Or just even the story about this church, it builds me up. And so I, I want to end with this, just reading verse 6 again. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith, all of you here, 
so that you will have full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. So you'll have full understanding. I want understanding. The challenge that I want to do, and we could keep our eyes open on this one. Sometimes I, I close, and, and don't raise your hand if you don't feel like this is you. That's all good. Actually, you know what? Let's just close our eyes. I changed my mind. I'm back and forth. Just out of respect of everybody around you. My challenge is this. And think about this before you raise your hand because God will do something with this. Would you be brave enough to pray this prayer every day this week? That, that we would be bold enough, that we would pray this about ourselves, that we would be bold enough to actively share our faith so that we'll have full understanding in everything that we have in Christ. If you will join me in that prayer this week, would you raise your hand where you're at and keep them up high? I just want to, I got to write your name down so I can call you and make sure you do this. Hands everywhere. That's great to see. People want to see lives change. Praise God. Well, let's just keep our eyes closed and I'm just going to lead us in some prayer. Guys, I'm excited. Thank you for joining in this challenge and help you for, thank you for advancing this church forward. God's got some amazing things. You guys are uh, on the tip of the iceberg to see some amazing things happen. Your understanding will grow this week. It's just going to be awesome. I just pray for that. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for your word. Thank you that you challenge us in a real way that, that we can really see life change. That, Lord, I don't believe anybody walked in here this morning, even the ones that just aren't sure, to play some kind of game. To just come into a service and and kind of hang out. I think that they're, they're really wanting to seek something in their life. And Lord, I pray that no matter what we talked about, that your Holy Spirit would just fill that void or that question in their life better than any man could ever speak. That you would just take root, that that seed would be there, and as they move on with their life, that it would just continue to blossom and grow. Lord, for the ones that are here today, that it's been a while since they've taken a step farther and they haven't been really sure on how to go about that, that they realize that the responsibility, it's, it's not scary, but it, it really is on us as individuals that we have to take those steps and we can't wait around for a class or a program, but that we need to be actively sharing our faith so that we can gain understanding. It's as simple as that. And I would just pray that you put favor on them as they practice that this week. As they pray that, I pray that you just speak to their hearts and and continue to water and blossom them. It's just a beautiful thing. Lord, we thank you for the favor that you have over this local church and the, the facility that you allowed us to worship in and the things that we have. But Lord, most of all, we're just so grateful for your spirit and for your presence. We thank you for what you're doing. We're giving you all the glory for what you're going to do. And we are here to be obedient, Lord. We love you. We pray this in your name. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to add us to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Engage Duluth on Facebook and on the web at EngageChurchDuluth.com. See ya.